This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today your Clubhouse episode is hosted by Kevin Conde and Ashley Taylor, of course, and their special guest today is Erica Manning. Erica is here to talk with you about how she had so much success with the Portrait Masters Awards and how she was able to develop such a unique style to what she does. It's just such great advice if you're someone who loves entering contests, entering the awards, this is the episode for you. Okay, let's get started with Erica, Ashley, and Kevin. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. I'm excited to chat today with Erica Manning. She's an amazing portrait photographer and has um, achieved really uh, incredible things, including uh, the fellow with um, the Portrait Masters accreditation. So I'm so excited for today. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and really excited to talk about awards and accreditation because it's something I'm super passionate about. Yay, me too. All right, Kevin, I'll toss it to you. Perfect, thank you. So, welcome to the podcast, Erica. Uh, thank you. With the Portrait Masters Award and Accreditations now open for submission until October 15th, Ashley and I figured it would be a good opportunity to have someone that has won an award or two in the submission <laughs> and uh, a good opportunity for you to talk about your process. So, you spoke with Nikki before about your entries into the Portrait Masters Awards. Uh, so mm-hmm. we wanted to go ahead and do a deep dive, a little bit deeper into your experience and your award-winning work. Uh, so off the top of your head, do you know what your medal count is? Uh, yes. Uh, well, let's see. I have 103 points, uh, 13 of which are silver and the rest are bronze. Mm-hmm. So That's amazing. Um, so I've been busy. I've been really busy. Lots and lots and lots of submissions over the past few years. <laughs> Off the top of your head, you know, like what your highest silver is? Yes, it was actually in the last round. Um, and I received an 87 and it was oh uh, second in its category. So that's so cool. Yeah, yeah I was um, very excited, very excited about that. So you are one of two photographers accredited in the state of Ohio. Yeah. The, the only fellow in the state and out of 12 fellows. Yes. How did it feel when it happened? I'm telling you, I'm still pinching myself. I, I still look at the list of fellows and can't even believe I'm there. And, um, and I guess it's just a testament that if I can do it, anybody can do it. I honestly believe that. Um, it, it was a goal of mine. It's been my number one goal since, gosh, the last two years. Um, and um, I just put all of my heart and soul 
into achieving that goal. And it, it actually happened sooner than I thought it would. I was giving myself to the end of next year to do it, but submitting enough work that this last round, I submitted enough work that if I got the silvers I needed, I could achieve fellow and wouldn't you know it, I got there. So yeah, just over the, over the moon. Very, very excited. Fantastic. Why, what would you say like made it a goal, like such a big goal for you to get that? Like, did you, was it something you always wanted was to have something to like show your clients that, you know, like what was the motivating factor behind getting it? So it kind of evolved when I, when I started submitting and this was in August of 2018 that I submitted my first group of images it was just, my, my main goal was just to reach the associate level of accreditation. And that was kind of a, you know, a tool belt, a tool for my tool belt, uh, you know, giving me credibility, um, something to be able to say to my clients, I'm, uh, you know, associate level accredited. And, um, and so I, I literally just submitted client work. I, you know, I didn't necessarily do anything special to it. Um, but I submitted a bunch of images and two got into the top 20. And that was actually a kind of a shock to me. Um, they were both newborn pictures. And um, at, at the time, that was a big part of what I did. Um, and so I was kind of hooked. And so the next round, I'm like, well, let's see what else I can do. And again, it was mostly my day-to-day work. But there was one image that I spent a lot of time on. It was a personal project and it was um, of my cat, Norman. And I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it and that got a silver. Okay. So, you know, and it was actually a pretty high silver. It was 85 and the rest of mine were bronze. And uh, it kind of, I don't know, it, it ignited a little fire in me like, gosh, you know, this, this could not only be a way to get just an associate level accreditation. This could be a way to improve my skills and really get creative. And so um, my next goal, you know, after that was to get a silver in what my uh, specific genre is, which I, I do mostly high school seniors. So um, I worked real hard. I was able to achieve one silver at that time. So it, you know, kind of started as a, a little bit of a trend, a little slow rolling train, if you will. And, um, and actually January of 2020, I submitted again, but, um, lots of things were going on in my life at that time. I did not receive any silvers, but I did achieve master level. And at that point I, I was hooked. I was, you know, I knew that I was going for fellow. I knew that I just wanted to achieve the highest level I could possibly achieve in uh, awards and accreditation. And um, so that's when I really kicked it in, really started focusing on leveling up, on um, improving my skills and improving my eye. And um, so from there, um, you know, I started to uh, every time I've submitted, achieve more and more silvers. Now, you said that there was a round there where you didn't uh, receive a silver. There were all right. bronzes. Was there any yes. sense of disappointment in you while, when you get, get the results back? You're like, oh, I just didn't do it um, at all. Of, 
Yeah, of course. Of course there is. But um, in looking at the work that I submitted that round, I understand. I, you know, it was not my best work. It was, um, you know, as I said, I actually had uh, two ailing parents that I was caring for at the time, and I just didn't have the time to invest at that time. And and that's okay. You know, I, I still tried. I still entered. Uh, and, you know, those bronzes still go towards that fellow level. I mean, you know, you, you do need some silvers, but the bronzes count too. So I was still working toward that goal. Um, and, and yes, a little disappointed, but um, there are plenty of bronze level images that I submitted that are some of my favorites. So at no point was I'm like, was I like, ugh, you know, angry or did I not understand? It's just, it was just fuel for, okay, let me look at this. Let me look at, you know, why that might not have achieved that level and see what I can do better for the next round. Uh, so it was always just motivation for me. I was wondering how you develop that critical eye. Um, I love submitting. I know there's been times where I've submitted and it's almost always the image that I don't think is going to go silver or doesn't that I don't think is going to be the one that like places the highest or whatever it is. Right. The one that seems to go. And then the one that like I really loved, you know, is like a 73 and it's like, what the heck? Right. (laughs) What planet do I live on? So I I would love to know, like, how do how do you develop that critical eye where you can really get a sense of like how an image is going to stack up or perform? Or is it still kind of a dice toss for you? Um, Okay, a little bit of both. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. Like sometimes, um, I'm getting better at it. And by no means am I, you know, oh, I just know, I know this is going to do very well. But I have started, first of all, um, the videos that Richard Wood did where he critiques images, um, I think I've watched those like five or six times. I mean, honestly, just hearing what he liked and didn't like uh, about those images really helped, really helped me to see how a judge, and obviously Richard is like the best, so a judge will look at your image, and it may be a very different way than I look at my images. Um, It it has to be. It's, you know, you have an emotional attachment to those images, whereas a judge is just looking at them from a completely outside perspective. So to to have, um, to listen to them and to have that feedback on any given image um, that I found to be very, very helpful. Another thing I did a lot was to study the winning galleries, look for trends in, you know, in the images, obviously they're all very different, but there are certain things that stand out about those images. Of course they are perfectly done, Um, But there are also ways in which they use shape and um, direct your eye to where they want you to look and, um, and of course, tell a story. Um, I feel like storytelling is probably the number one thing uh, that has propelled any of my images forward. Uh, You know, if it's simply a portrait that may or may not you know, someone may or may not understand, but if it has a clear story and it want, it's one that resonates with the judges, it always does a lot better than the ones that are just 
simply a portrait. So um, those, are, those are the things that I, that helped me. Yeah. I love that you brought that up and I love that you brought up the storytelling piece of it. I know that's something that, um, I struggle with, but I, when I was looking at your images, that place really high, like, yes, you do an amazing job of really like getting a message across in your mm-hmm. picture. So how did you start thinking about building stories into your photos? How, like, my mind doesn't really work this way. So I'm very, I'm very curious as to like how you go ahead and break down like what story you want to tell. And then how is that going to manifest into a one still image? Okay. So for me, um, my, my inspiration comes from a lot of different places. Like um, for some of my images, I, I like to go thrifting. So I'll use one one image in particular, the one of the uh, peacock girl. Um, so I um, I was thrifting and I found a dance costume, a rather ugly dance costume that had a few peacock feathers on it. Um, it was a dollar, and I'm like, gosh, you know, I think I could do something with this. And so I brought it home, and then just started letting the wheels turn. And I would. Um, look at Pinterest, not necessarily of images of people, but images of peacocks and, you know, kind of get a feel for the way they moved and their environment. And, you know, um, and at one point, the, the um, feathers of the peacock kind of reminded me of an Elizabethan crown, or actually it was more of a, a the shawl that they wear behind their head. And it just kind of clicked. Like, I'm like, she's a queen. This, this bird is a queen. And so, you know, about 3000 peacock feathers and some hot glue and, you know, some sewing and makeup and styling later, I, I created this image that was a peacock slash Elizabethan queen. And super proud of the evolution of that. You know, it was just a thrift store find that, I started to tell a story with, um, but you can find inspiration anywhere, you know, um, you know, like I said, props, clothing, things like that. You can find inspiration in nature. Um, I, I sometimes find inspiration in art, not necessarily photographs. I, I honestly try to shy away from getting inspiration from other photographers just because I don't want to imitate. I'd rather try to create something that is, somewhat original. So, um, so I will find inspiration, um, from Renaissance art and, and things like that. And then, um, lastly, personal experiences. Um, a few of my favorite images are just from my life story. You know, my, my first, uh, silver, which was of my cat Norm, um, he has a little black nose and it, you know, the image is supposed to be the story of how he, got his black nose. He spilled some ink and he got it on his nose. And so it, you know, once I saw that when people could recognize what that story was, uh, it, it kind of clicked with me. It was a a changing point in my creative images because I was able to um, open up a whole new world in the way that I created images, which I love. It's, it has breathed new life into my work. 
I love that. Um, that's super inspiring. Um, Kevin, I'll toss it to you for the next question. No worries. Erica, I just want to say I absolutely, as a animal lover, I love how you've incorporated <laughs> Norm into all of your work. Um, on your Instagram, I see that he's employee of the month quite often. He is all year long, as a matter of fact, every month, every month. Doesn't matter that he's my only employee, but yeah, he's, he's employed. To go a little deeper, like it makes, I find it so interesting that you are able to take the idea of Norm's black nose and create an image around that story that would then equal a silver award. It's like in my mind, I have I have a few pets running around here where I'm like, okay, it was a a bottle of ink, a quill, mm-hmm. your cat, and some books. Yeah, and that makes a beautiful image that it resulted in a, a silver award, a high silver award. Right. You know. Right. And it, honestly, when I was making it, I'm not going to say that my goal was to to get a silver. My goal was to tell that story. My goal was, you know, I mean, I'll admit it. I'm a crazy cat lady. I, you know, Norm has turned me into a crazy cat lady. So, you know, to create something that I could have that would tell the story of my cat, you know, excited me. And so when I created it, it was simply a, you know, a personal work, something I wanted to do for myself. And then I entered it and then I saw how it did. And it, like I said, it clicked. It was like, oh my gosh, this, this was more than just a portrait of a cat. This was a portrait of my cat, Norm, who, you know, and and he told the story or I told the story of how he got his black nose, uh, theoretically. And it was just, quirky and fun and cute um, and hopefully done in an artistic way. And that was the formula. That was the formula formula that I started to use to create some of my image. Some of them, you know, the inspiration comes from other places, but um, especially my personal stories that that's how they start is something that is in my everyday life. And how can I, Tell that story in an artistic way. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, so you're, to go back to your, you created, I guess it was called the Ladybird series. Yes. Correct. Uh, yes. And that was your five, the five images that you created. Um, yes. And what were they? The swan, flamingo, yes. parrot. Um, uh, let me think about this. Uh, raven. Um, let's see. Parrot, right. Peacock, that was the one that started it. So the peacock yes. started it. Peacock, flamingo, raven, swan, and parrot. And um, and they they were done as a set. I I once I created the peacock, or at least started the process of creating the peacock, um, the lines that birds create. Um, I remember when I said I would look at the um, award-winning galleries and see things that were consistent and um, any patterns or um, flowing lines. um, It it really is attractive in images. So I've always been fascinated with birds. I think they can create beautiful lines, especially, um, you know, some of the birds that I I selected for this. So um, I, 
you know, picked those five different birds and then created a, a dark to light color palette. So the raven was black, peacock was still in the dark uh dark arena parrot was the greens and a little bit lighter but still somewhat dark the flamingos pinks and then a swan was more on the white side so it ran the the series ran the gamut of all of the colors and so in that way they fit together of course they're all birds and then in each image, I made them very different to represent um, the bird itself. And it wasn't, you know, necessarily um, like the peacock was pretty obvious because of the, you know, the feathers and whatnot. But they weren't always um, that obvious. I think the flamingo had just a single feather and that was used to create its beak. And um, so um, it probably one of the most fun projects I've worked on just because of um, the level of, of involvement for creating not just one image, but this series of images and how they all played together. Yeah. I was going to say, as I was looking at your uh, Instagram and I was looking at the different images, I, I went through them. I was like, okay, I know that's a swan. I know that that's mm-hmm. a raven. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but the, the flamingo one was a little bit more difficult one to, to figure right. out, but I loved it once I realized, oh, look, okay, I saw the image and the way a flamingo stands. I'm like, oh, right, that makes total sense. Right, right. So, so and to be honest, I think the raven got a silver and the peacock got a silver. Um, you know, the others didn't do as well. And maybe that's because I w- didn't portray them well enough to, you know, to understand what they really were. And, you know, judges aren't seeing the whole you know, that whole series, they're seeing one image at a time. So I think it's important to, you know, to let the image stand for itself, make sure it's able to stand for itself. Um, because that's what the judges see. They're not seeing the total body of work. So you, if you were to redo it, then would you then try to make it like the parrot one is uh, one that I had difficulty figuring out that it was a parrot. right? Yes. Uh, would you go then switch something up within that image to make it more obvious? Would yeah, I mean, I, sometimes um, so I actually have had several discussions about symbolism re- recently, and sometimes I have a hard time with the slap you in the face symbolism. Um, you know, I, I want people to think a little bit more about the image, so I'm not sure if I would have um, done anything differently. Um, I think that my since that series of images, my skill level has gotten a lot better. So maybe I would have been able to do it, um, uh, you know, more effectively just because my skills have changed since then. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting to go back and look at some of those that, uh, didn't do as well and see if I could change the concept a little bit to make it better. When you're planning either like a series like this or any type of awards image, um, how do you set a budget for it? Because I mean, just listening to you explain all the feathers, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you know, time consuming and stuff. So like, how do you go about like planning what you can realistically do in your business at any right. given moment? Yeah. So um, I try to be, well, f- first of all, I do a lot of thrift shopping, a lot of thrift shopping. So I will get, you know, 
like curtain fabrics and, you know, things, um, it, clothing items, shoes, whatever, um, odds and ends, thrifting, um, and use those. That is one thing. I also, um, my mom, um, she passed away a few years ago and I inherited um, a lot of stuff. I, I love my mom, but she did not know how to get rid of things. So um, she was also a sewer and a crafter. And so I have a basement full of crafting materials and things like that. So a lot of times I'll literally just go shopping in my basement and find things that I'll be able to use for images. I mean, sometimes there are leaves, uh, things you find in nature, sticks, um, you know, and then it's just a matter of getting some spray paint or something like that. So, um, and then, you know, of course, Amazon, I'll fill in with the, you know, the feathers were an Amazon purchase. And um, so I'll, I'll do whatever I can to try to make it as inexpensive as possible, because you're right, it 100% can get out of control. Um, and you just, um, sometimes I'll come up with ideas and know that they're going to be too costly and have to push that off to a later date just to be like, okay, I, I can't do that right now. Um, but next year, you know, I'm going to set aside some budget and, and do that at that time. The other question I had was just like to the crafting point of all this, because it mm -hmm. sounds like, you're, you know, really making these elaborate pieces and, you know, finding all these disparate things. Like, I'll be honest, that's not um, my, my skill set. And also like, not even my skill set, but like kind of makes me like queasy. I hate thrift stores, <laughs> like for example, like I hate, I hate digging through things. I'm like, I want perfection when I go shopping. That's so funny. <laughs> um, like, but I really enjoy working with stylists or like collaborating with other people. So I was just wondering if you have like advice for people who maybe like, they really want to create something epic, but like, mm, like, I, they just don't know how to make a costume or they don't see right. things well, I think you said it, collaboration, like find people in your area um, that do those sort of things. They're, you know, costume designers or, um, you know, hairstylists or makeup artists that want to do something creative and see if you can collaborate with them as opposed to just using their services. Um to, you know, collectively create something really special. I think there are plenty of creative people out there um, that would love to collaborate with a photographer because that gives them great images of what they've created. So I think um, sky's the limit as far as that goes. I just, I enjoy doing those things myself. I'm kind of, and I'm also a little bit of a control freak if I'm being honest. So um, <laughs> I want to control the whole process. So I normally from start to finish will create my images. That's really cool. I really admire it. I really admire things that like, I just don't have the like mental capacity or like patience for. And like, I think part of my is I have zero patience. So like, yes, like thrifting gives me like the, like the anxiety. That's funny. I know. I know. I actually have a daughter. That's one daughter that would, you know, loves thrifting. She's my partner in crime. And my other one would not step foot in a thrift store. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I happen to love it. And it works well because everything's cheap. Everything's super cheap. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's really cool that you're able to like take a vision in your head and, and bring it to life. Are you like sketching these out? Are you making yeah. like vision boards? How are you like yes. physical plans yeah. for it? 
Yes, all of the above. Um, like I said, like the 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 peacock. You know, I found this ugly dance costume. I came home. I started investigating peacocks. I started sketching out what I wanted it to look like. Um, the costuming. Um, I started gathering. Uh, images on Pinterest of the Elizabethan queens to see what their styling looks like, what their hair and their crowns and, um, you know, makeup, even the posing um, for that session. Um, you know, the images I found like were very awkward. They were very strange um, in their poses. And so I was trying to stay true to that. And, you know, um, some of them, you know, never ended up being edited because they were so weird. Um, but uh, some of them just felt authentic to me. Um, so, so yeah, I, I probably do more in the planning stages than I actually do in the completion stage. You know, I, I will plan and plan and plan and then put everything together. Got it. Well, I want to go ahead and reintroduce you. So our guest today is Erica Manning, and we're chatting all about awards and accreditation because she's had so much success. Um, and if you guys have any questions for Erica regarding award, you know, creating images for awards or anything, now is the time that you can ask your questions. So just hit that hand icon on the lower right hand part of your screen, and we can bring you up. Um, and then Erica, I had a follow-up question for you because you mentioned like you were sorting through your images and you're like, oh, this one's kind of weird. Maybe this one's not going to work. Um, I know when I shoot specifically for awards and I, I tend to, I don't know if I overshoot, but you know, I get a lot of stuff and then it's like, oh gosh, now I'm thinking, which one are the judges going to like? Which one's the best? There's all these right. I just kind of like start panicking so what do you do to like evaluate okay this these are the ones that are worth editing like these are the, the ones that are award worthy so um you know aside from the the obvious like is it in focus um is yeah. it you know <laughs> uh, is the the um you know those uh, obviously you know you want to make sure the integrity of the image it, itself is uh worthy but then um like i was saying before um you know, keying into those clues that you can get by either listening to those critiques by Richard Wood or um, going through the galleries and, you know, what kind of poses do better? What kind of um, shapes do I see in the image? Um, is there a connection with the model or subject? Um you know, is the story clear in this image? And so um, a lot of times it will be um, those things like, you know, and I'm sure everybody in this room can attest to, you know, going through your images and finding the one that you're like, oh yeah, that, you know, you immediately connect with one. And sometimes that for me, that gut instinct normally plays out well, you know, it normally, yeah. if, if it made a connection with me taking my personal feelings out of it, then generally speaking, um, it, it does pretty well. And sometimes um, I will find an image that I like. I, I did one recently. It was, in fact, um, the, the one that I got an 87 on. Um, that started out as just simply 
a portrait that I took of um, one of my high school senior models. Uh, It was kind of a a Gatsby theme a little bit. And um, I I love the image. I thought her connection with the camera was amazing, but it, it didn't really tell a story. So I actually created the story. She was in this Gatsby outfit and there happened to be in my hometown, a little um, train depot uh, that had a train station and then a, a couple of old um, train uh, cars that I went and I took pictures of and I ended up um, creating a comp- composite and putting that into the image behind her to kind of create a story like she's waiting for a midnight train, you know, and making sure that the light made sense with the background and everything. So it went from simply being a portrait to telling that story, you know, and, um, and as I said, it was my highest scoring image because again, that storytelling is what propelled it up in my opinion. So you believe that without that composite, you believe that image would still be the silver? No, nope. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, yeah, because there was, there wasn't as much of a compelling story. It was just a, a beautiful girl so anyway, yeah, I, I feel like um, the fact that I added that to the image um, r- really did help complete the story. I mean, um, I, don't, I do not believe that it would have scored as highly. Hmm. Um, very interesting that you're able to look at the image and say, this is good, but it can be so much better yes. by just adding this one element into it to create yeah. that story. Yeah. And yeah. it's not that I recommend that. Like I, you know, um, because sometimes the compositing part can be kind of challenging to make it make sense. It's in my opinion, it's always better to kind of go back and, and plan for that. Like, so you know where the lighting needs to come from. It just happened to work that, you know, the way I did it, all the lighting made sense and it told a story and she looked like she fit into that scene. And, and the, the background is very subtle. It's not, um, it's not a traditional composite. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like blurred into the background so you can barely tell, but it does create that scene. It does create that story. Yeah. I had the same thought as Kevin, like what an amazing thing to be able to like, be like, oh, I know exactly how I can make that better. Um, and I was wondering too, like, do you think that your mastery of retouching kind of informs that? Because I know for me, like, um, some of my personal story is I, you know, started my portrait business as a wedding photographer. I didn't really know retouching and I immediately just outsourced my retouching because I was like, I have zero time to learn this. So I'm just going to pay someone else and create awesome images for my clients. And to this day, you know, I I watch the videos. I know some of retouching, but I don't like it. It's frustrating to me. I wouldn't call myself a retouching expert. So I just don't think that like, because I don't have a lot of retouching knowledge, like I would look at a picture of mine and be like, oh, I could fix this by editing it this way. So do you think that like, re- like just having mastery of retouching, even if you're not retouching your own images every single time is important to being able to create award winning images? I believe so. Uh, at least in the, in the creative part. I mean, I personally don't think there's anything um, terribly um, 
skillful in removing blemishes from an image. Now, I do think that um, compositing and some of the, you know, some of the more advanced um, Photoshop skills, um, knowing how to do those things um, helps me to create. Um, It helps me to, like, knowing that I, I know that I can make this better allows me to make that better. If I don't know that that something is possible, I don't know that somebody else could do it either. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so from the very beginning, I have done all of my own work. I haven't sent out um, any of my images to be um, retouched. And it, not that I find anything terribly wrong with it, but I, like I said, I feel that I am a more creative person because I have learn those skills. And that was part of my goal was not just to get a silver, but I wanted to be able to know that I was creating those images that were silver level, that, that my level of work was getting better and better and better. So um, that was important to me. And I I do believe it has helped me. Yeah, totally. Like I I can totally see that. I have such like a um, a very, like, I just like my images clean. Like I like to focus Mm -hmm. on like a setup. I don't, I don't like compositing, you know? <laughs> right, right. And so I have often wondered, you know, I've, I have silvers. It's not that I don't have silvers. It's just that they're, you know, they're like 81s, 80s. I'm always like, how could I do better? But I always wonder if like the mm, hatred of like Photoshop and retouching and that part <laughs> of things like holds me back. Cause I don't, you know, if, if I don't create it in camera, like all, all my silvers are something that's been created in camera. Which, which there's something like to be said about that too. <laughs> like I don't want to take away from anybody who has created something in camera and, and has achieved silver with that because that's another sign, uh, type of special. Like that, I mean, that is incredible. Like for me, I don't think it could happen. I feel like I need to have that storytelling component or the Photoshop skills or, or, um, whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, hats off to, to you and other people who are able to do that because, um, that's not an easy thing at all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, it is, it is like inspiring me hearing you talk to like, yeah, maybe I could like (laughs) devote a little more time (laughs) to to (laughs) understanding compositing, um, and that kind of thing better so that I could see what is like, possible with images because like um I think sometimes like you said I would probably never look at an image and think oh a train station could be on it right that could be so much probably (laughs) I definitely wouldn't think that (laughs) right well and and I don't want to say that that just you know I took it I saw the image and that popped into my head I mean a lot of times it's you know 3 a.m waking up thinking how could I how could I make that better? And then ideas will come to me over time. So um, there's a little bit of obsession that's involved in this as well. Um, but I, I love it. I think it's a healthy obsession. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of that like TikTok reel where it's like, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erica, yeah. I want to ask you, while you're doing the shoot, is there any, being that you're so skilled with Photoshop and retouching, is mm-hmm. there anything that you're doing within the photo shoot where you're like, you know what, this would just be easier to focus on 
fixing in Photoshop as opposed to doing this right now? So, I mean, anything having to do with lighting, I try to, you know, get it right in camera because it's hard to, I mean, you can manipulate light, but it oftentimes doesn't look real. Um, I actually just did um, an image not too long ago um, that, you know, I was... I was kind of confined by my space. I it's on my Instagram. In fact, I'm probably going to uh, submit at least one of the images from this session. But it's on my Instagram. It was a um, a dancer, um, and she brought her rabbit, and we were kind of creating a, a magician um, type of scene. And there were curtains behind her, and so my space is confined. My ceilings are not that high. Um, she ended up being a lot taller than I expected. And so like she, her head was kind of going into the curtain area. And so I shot it and then I got the images home and I thought, oh, she is just too tall for this scene. So I ended up going back, creating a backplate of the scene and then making her smaller in the scene because I thought it fit a better scale than the original image. Now, if I had an actual stage to work with and all the space in the world, yeah, that would have been a lot easier to do in camera. But um, that wasn't an option for me. So I had to do some a lot of Photoshop on the back end to make it look better than it did straight out of camera. And this is the uh, the shoot where the young lady has makeup on her face and low. Yes, bunny. yeah, kind of a clown look, and yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Absolutely. Wow, that's extended. That's interesting. Yeah. So when you're when you're finally looking at your images uh, in Photoshop, uh, what techniques are you using to get the final result, uh, <sighs> award winning results that you've gotten? So, um, I mean, all sorts, I do, you know, um, all of the basic composite work first, then I will go through and make sure the skin looks good using, um, you know, frequency separation and, um, dodge and burn. Um, and then, you know, scanning back and looking at the scene and making sure that the, the subject is standing out as opposed to the background. That's probably one of the biggest things you can do, in my opinion, just because um, if something else is stealing the show in that image, um, then, you know, your subject is getting drowned out. So I, I feel like, you know, that is my, my next step. I use color grading. Um, yeah, all of the tools, all of them. I use, <laughs> I use them all. <laughs> I mean, it, it sometimes will take me, you know, 30 to 40 hours to complete uh, a, an extensive image. Um, like, you know, like the, that one I just did uh, for the, the, um, the magician uh, with her bunny and whatnot. I mean, I, I just feel like um, it depends on how much compositing I have to do, but, you know, I will, you know, I'll color grade and then I'll leave it alone for a while and I'll come back and I'll look and, do those colors still make sense to me? Do they, you know, or is something standing out that shouldn't stand out? And then I'll tweak it a little bit. And then, um, you know, 
come back and look at it upside down. And, you know, so it is an ongoing process. Um, and when I say 30 hours, that, that's not, you know, that's not over the course of two days. Sometimes it'll take a whole month for me to edit a single image just because I go back and I look and I go back and I change and I go back and I tweak. And, um, and again, that obsession thing starts to creep in there. Wow. Since the- yeah, like I was gonna say, wow, this is like so time intensive. <laughs> like, it is, but so- it's what I do, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> no, like some people like to go hiking or, you know, whatever, mountain biking or, you know, read books. I like to edit. So, yeah, like to read uh, <laughs> that's right. I like to edit. <laughs> um, wow. I was gonna say, since it is so like time intensive, is there like a certain amount of um, ideas or like when you know accredita- accreditation and awards are going to open, is it like, okay, I can complete two projects or I can complete yeah. five projects? Or like, do you have to set boundaries for it? Like, how do you, how do you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely do. I definitely do. And I, um, you know, and it also depends on, is it my busy season or not? Like I'm, I am in the thick of my busy season. So I will submit some because I have worked on a few images. I probably will not. Well, I know I won't submit as many as I normally do, but you know, I will normally um, pick at least, you know, anywhere between three and five storytelling, you know, images that I am trying to get to that silver or higher level. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the rest of my accreditation images were honestly, client work um, that I might have reworked a little bit, made sure that it is, you know, clean and um, as much as it can tell a story. Um, but, um, you know, I, I w- like I said, was trying to get bronze level images too, because they count, they do. And, and I was proud of my client work. So, um, but for the silver level images, yes, I do have to limit how many I do within any given um, awards uh, period. So I will just say we have, you know, 15 minutes left or a little less than that. If anyone has a question for Erica about awards and accreditation, now is your time to ask. Hit the little hand icon and we can bring you on stage. Um, Kevin, I'll toss it to you next. No problem. Uh, I'd just like to point out to everybody listening what it takes you know, I know some people sit down, they might think two, maybe two hours in the image is a lot, but 30, 40 hours, that's, that's a heck of an investment of time to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you create something, you know, that's award-winning, you know? So, and they're not all like that. I don't want to say that every award-winning image I have done has been like that, but, um, but they are, I mean, in my opinion, the more time you invest, not only in the editing, but the planning, um, and the execution that, you know, those are the ones that really seem to stand out, or at least I have found those are the ones that really have stood out in, in my collection of work. I love that. Um, we're just bringing Michael Padilla on stage to ask you questions. So welcome, Michael. Do you want Erica, your question? Yeah. Um, real quick question about the you know, when you're spending 30 to 40 hours per week or, um, or not per week per image, is that something that you're also giving to the client as part of their, or is that like as part of whatever package you're getting or, or images that they buy? Or are you just saving that for the awards accreditation? Cause I can imagine like if you were doing that for each client, it would obviously be 
overwhelming? Right. So no, I do not spend that amount of time on, on client work because it's not, um, I mean, I, I shoot high school seniors. So oftentimes it's just, um, you know, portrait work. Um, now I use my high school senior model team, um, to create some of my creative images. Um, so what could end up as an award winning image will actually go into their, their, gallery of images that they can select from when they come for their selection appointment after their, um, after their session is done. So, um, I don't, I mean, I give them the watermarked images for social media because obviously I want them to share them and get excited about them and that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, I do not, I don't give away those images that I create. Um, but, it's a way to get good quality models too, because they know that I'm going to be creating these kind of over the top images. And, um, and that's something that not, at least as far as I know, nobody else in my area does anything like this. So I'm creating something that is unique. Um, and they like to be a part of the creative process. And so it, you know, my model teams have gotten better and better over the years because people like to, to be part of that creation. And then in the end, after they're done with their senior session, which also ensures that they're going to book their senior session with me, um, when they're, you know, they, they can get their hands on those images, but they do have to buy them as part of their package. Does that make sense? Yes, that's perfect. Um, yeah, okay. I just wasn't sure if, uh, if you were doing that, you know, before or after, especially when you were taking, like you said, like maybe a month or, or whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would make no money whatsoever if I did that much for every single or, or, client. Or get sleep, I suppose. Um, right, right. So thank you. Exactly. I appreciate I appreciate no you. Problem. And, um, see Kevin and Ashley next week. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Yes. Um, just a follow up to like what Michael said, when you get them in the sales and ordering session, like if by chance the awards have already happened, are you all like, mm -hmm. I don't know, this one is an award winning. <laughs> I feel like yes. huge yeah. on your oh, wall. That's what absolutely. I, <laughs> I mean, even when they're announced, like they are, you know, they are so excited about it. And, um, you know, it just, it creates more of a buzz for sure. And because they are artistic, they are like wall portrait kind of images, you know, not just yeah. the, the, the senior portrait that every mom has on her wall for, you know, ever it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's cool. It's different. Um, and so my, my clients love it. They absolutely love it. Yeah, I could imagine. I, I mean, I think of make looking at your work, I think they'd make such like epic wall, huge wall portrait. Right. <laughs> right. An so extra sure. Aside from the big score, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, Kevin, you go. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your Instagram, your client work is equally as beautiful. Oh, um, thanks. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, sorry to jump in, but I, I feel like that because my skills have gotten better, my client work has gotten better too. Like, and, and I always reflect it back to my clients. Like when I'm winning an award, it's not, Hey, look at the award I, I won. It's, Hey, I'm building these skills because my clients deserve it. It's because I want to create great images for my clients. So 
Um, so it all comes around, like, you know, that um, even though, you know, my day-to-day work is not um, silver worthy, it is good, solid work. Um, and my clients love it. And it has gotten better because of the skills I've learned through this awards and accreditation process. I believe uh, in your interview with Nikki, you called it the cycle of Sue Bryce education. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And that's, I mean, I think, you know, so you get the associate level of accreditation and you feel, um, you feel this credibility, which gives you self-esteem, which allows you to raise your prices a little bit, which gives you more time to be more creative. And then you, you know, you get some silvers. And so it's just this one big cycle that the more self-esteem you have, the more you're able to charge, the more time you'll have for creative images, the more creative your work gets, the more clients you get who want that and are willing to pay more money. And it just goes up and up and up. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you something about your client work versus your creative work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're retouching, obviously, as you said, 30, 40 hours, um, right. not, you're not going to spend that time with your no. client work. But how much, because like, as I said, your work, client work is still still beautiful. It's still stunning. Um, how much work and technique are you in then investing into your client work versus your creative work? Okay, so my for my client work, um, I send out the basic skin retouching. So that's just basic blemish removal. Um, and then I get the images back. And then um, I batch process everything. So I have all of the specific things I do for my um, clients made into um, actions that I created myself. So I mean, right down to, you know, flattening the images, I'll flatten 10 images. Uh, I will create a dodge and burn layer. I will create that on 10 and then go through and add the dodge and burn for those um, 10 images. So um, I would say that for client work, um, you know, I'm probably spending, I don't know, three to five images or minutes per image um, as opposed to the, you know, (laughs) 30, 40 hours, 30 to 40. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And still, you know, again, because they're not as involved, there's very little, I mean, there might be a head swap here and there, but there's not um, the compositing component. And, you know, so they're more simple images. And of course I'm, I'm shooting to create them to be so, so I, I don't have that extra work to do. Um, but, um, you know, to, to create a process within my regular work that still incorporates some of the things that I have learned in my creative work, um, but yet is not quite as involved. It just it brought them up to a new level without creating a ton of extra um, minutes that I need to be spending per image. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No um, problem. So what advice, so we are closing up on our one hour. Okay. So what advice do you have for people who keep getting bronzes? What should they be looking for to finally push themselves over to the next, to the next level? So, um, you know, I learned so much from, of course, all the courses that Sue does and Felix's lighting and Richard Wood, you know, I have them all. I've watched them. I can't tell you how many times. So I think that, um, you know, that is a great place to start. Um, Definitely, you know, 
try to think more out of the box and create concepts prior to shooting um, that tell a story. So work on that storytelling aspect. Um, of course, you need to have your your skills, you know, uh, polished and and learn um, the things that will help uh, create that. Um, extra special look on any of your images. Um, And then, you know, honestly, uh, one thing that will help after this round is the fact that they're, they're doing critiques now. Um, I think it's amazing, amazing that people will be able to get feedback on their images because um, I, you know, you can learn a lot from watching critiques on other people's images, but you learn a heck of a lot more when you hear them on your own. And I think that that really, really helped me um, to, um, through other sources, I did have people look at my images and give them critiques. And, um, and it really helped me to see things that I just wasn't seeing. And some things were so basic, like, you know, that person's hand is much brighter than their face. So your eye goes to their hand. I'm like, wouldn't you know it? That is so true, you know? Um, so it's a basic thing, but I was missing it. Um, and, and that could mean the difference between a, a bronze and a silver. Um, so I, I think that's important. And I, I also want to say that um, don't play the comparison game. I think it's really, really easy to get down on yourself when you see other people's successes and um, I feel that watching other people succeed is just proof that it can be done. And you just need to measure yourself against the person you were, the business person you were, the talent you were the day before. Are you improving? Are you getting better year after year? Um, because then you're succeeding. And so, you know, um, this isn't a race to the top. This is an evolution. I still feel like I am, there's room for improvement. Um, my next goal is to reach a gold. It may take till I'm 70 to get there, but I, I want, you know, that's what I want to achieve. So, um, so that's, you know, I am doing things every single day to get myself closer to that goal. And I'm not comparing myself to other or not. This life is too short to, feel down on yourself because you're not, you know, not as good as somebody else or don't have as many silvers as somebody else. It's, um, I just feel like, uh, there's room for everybody to be, to be up there. So. Yes. I I love Amen. (laughs) (laughs) What a fantastic response to finish on. (laughs) Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on with us. Uh, before we let you go though, I want to be sure uh, that the people listening and know where to find you online. So if you can go ahead and please give us your socials. Okay. Um, on Facebook, it's Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Manning, M-A-N-N-I-N-G, photography. Um, on Instagram, it's at Erica Manning Photo. Um, and then um, my website is EricaManningPhoto.com. So, um you can hopefully find me there. would love to hear from you guys too. So uh, it, it's been awesome. I had a great, great time today. And thank you so much for letting me talk about awards and accreditation because like I said, I, I love it. I feel it is the number one thing that has propelled my work forward. Um, it, 
at a time when I was feeling um, very stuck and very, uh, you know, I was doing the same thing day in and day out. And to be able to take my creativity to another level has helped me in all areas of my business. So um, I wholeheartedly feel like awards and accreditation is, is for everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, everyone, please be sure to go follow Erica. She has some fantastic work on her Instagram, Facebook as well. Uh, And please also be sure to follow the portraits on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, Also be sure to check out the blog post associated with our clubhouse interviews at suebriceeducation.com forward slash blog. You can also follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Taylor Portrait. That is A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And you can find me there as Poplight Photography. Uh, if you are a member of Sue Bryce Education and you have more questions for Erica, Ashley, or myself, please go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, please email Ella in support at support at suebriceeducation.com. Thank you for joining us and hope you can join us next week. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.